Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. He brings the passion. For what? I want to know now. I'm mentally invested. Don't tell me to pray and you don't say what for. He brings the perspective. Yeah, I... I think they both have a great point. Get off me, text line. Uh, he's truly one of a kind. That is wow. Oh, my God. Oh. And he's doing a great job. Okay. I need you to man up and say what you really want to say. Simon, you're doing a great job. And together, they are Steiny and Guru. Yeah. On 95.7 The Game. You know, some days, Goo, you just wake up, the sun is smiling on you, it's shining out there, and you wake up, and you just feel good about yourself. Man, Evan, look at you. I'm, t- I'm telling you, right now, this Tuesday morning, I am feeling good, I am feeling great. Last day in for Steiner before he returns off his Steiner! hip surgery, so looking forward to get Matt Steinmetz back 24 hours from now. I'm excited to be sitting across from you, man. What's happening? What's up? I'll tell you what's up. The Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is coming. And you know what, Evan? I'm being real, man. It's not in our backyard, but the team that resides here, the San Francisco 49ers, one of two cities of 32 that wish they were in this game. So I got juice to me, and I I know we got a week off or whatnot, but they pulled it off, man. They were Houdini. Shout out, friends. How many of us have them? <laughs> but the Niners, this playoffs, have been Houdini, Evan. And now it's about, you know, escaping Green Bay. It was. Escaping a 17-point lead. That was history. One of three teams to do it. Now it's about, can you beat the bat? <laughs> My version of the GOAT yeah. with Pat and uh, Andy Reid. Well, sometimes it's not about being the best. It's just not about being the rest, right? You just wow. don't want to be with the rest of that crowd. Yeah. You don't want to be one of those teams that's sitting on the yeah. couch. No and doubt. to their credit, the 49ers have been fantastic all season. They've proved a lot to themselves and to us these last two playoff games, the type of championship medal I believe they have. And right now, it's all about the big game in a couple of weeks. I can't wait till it gets here. But, Goo, where I want to start today is, is a little bit of going back to Sunday because we got tons of time to take a look at the Kansas City Chiefs. We got tons of time no to talk about legacy, to talk about what's on the line in the big game. We'll get to that next week, and we got some good news coming for you. Yeah, so stay tuned for baby. that as well. But where I want to start is this, is in, in kind of an extension of what the morning show was talking about, as I thought they had a really, really interesting idea about, okay, let's look at that championship game. Let's look at the good, the bad, 
the ugly, Man. right? Yesterday, right. Lorenzo Neal, shout out to him. Lolo. was here celebrating he with was us for four fire. hours. Oh, my gosh. He Gooster. Was on fire. The yeah. Gooster. That one's not going to die, I by told the, the wife, call me the Gooster. That one's not going to die. <laughs> but, okay, let's, let's take a step back now. Let's talk about the things that we love from that right. game, the things that made us concerned, <sighs> the things that might have had us, you know, with, with, the, with the blanket over our eyes at halftime, wondering what's going to happen for the rest of this game. How are people feeling about the good, the bad, the ugly? Shout out Clint Eastwood on that NFC Championship game. All right, can I start with the good? What, where do you want to start? Okay. Yeah. yeah, the good. Let's start with the okay. positive. Uh, the positive, Evan, and Niner fans, and I mean this to the core, is you've taught me a word. You brought it back up, Evan, last week about the Niners, and you didn't say they were but most of their season played out this way, and you called them front runners. And when you look at Kyle's record that had been 0-30 going in the fourth quarter down seven or more, Evan, I really thought that was a crutch. And hater, non-hater, whatever you wanted to do, that didn't help Brock Purdy in his profile. But he is the quarterback of this team, and the fact that you're telling me on the biggest stage, win or go home, the Niners come back from 17 points, Brock needed that? Obviously, Evan, I'm not telling you and the fans, this is how they drew it up, but the fact that they were able to come back from a 17-point halftime lead and win that game in the fashion they did, Going into this finale, the, the Super Bowl, I don't think you could at really ask how did you want it to play out that would give the Niners more confidence than they have now to know, yeah, we don't want to get behind. That's what, We want to show up. But the fact that you know now that, you know what, Evan, we can, I think that's the good. That I, I just do. I'm with you. I can I completely agree wholeheartedly that that confidence right now for the 49ers is mm. something that they earned in the last two games. But from what I heard after the game on inside the NFL from George Kittle, I don't I don't know if you peeped this, Goo. It felt like that had been there the whole time. Even though we saw it, wow. we saw it lay out in front of our very eyes. We saw it manifest itself for a 17-point comeback. It kind of had already been brewing. And here's what I'm talking about, because George Kittle, okay. I think, put it at the forefront. I can't wait at the end of the game. I'm going to say, hey, they had us in the first half. I'm not going to lie. I can't wait till after the game, and I get to say, you know what? They had us in the first half. Keep singing it. Have fun. Encourage you guys. Right? You're the guy. Now, that was George Kittle mic'd up during the NFC Championship game. And what he was saying about, I can't wait to tell everyone. At the podium, which he did, taking the George Hallis trophy, yeah. talking to Michael Strahan, which he did at the podium post game, which he did in the locker room with all the reporters surrounding him. I can't wait to tell everyone that they had us in the first half. And, of course, that, that's a famous meme going back to, I think, maybe even like Vine days. Okay. But this idea that the Niners and specifically George Kittle, never felt like they were out of that football game. To me, points to what you're talking about. The medal, the experience, yeah. the championship pedigree, though they don't have a Super Bowl, they've been in these positions before, and it showed up. No doubt, and I hadn't heard that, so thanks for sharing that. And also, I go to what Brock Purdy said. You know, Kyle didn't come in and flip a spread. Lowe kind of laid out, you know, what actually goes down, you know, at halftime, Evan, because I'm thinking it's just, you know, one guy talking to 53. 
53 or 52, but it's not that. You break up in groups, but uh, Purdy said he just he knew he could play better. That's what he was focused on. Nobody got out of their character, and to come back, and you, you echoed this home yesterday, not just run them down, Evan, with the 30 seconds left to kick a game-winning field goal. They ran them down in the third and to where they were up 10 points in the fourth. So that was the good to me. Well, exactly. It was a tidal wave. Like It was an absolute avalanche. Tsunami. And I think that should give people confidence even going into the Super Bowl, but also just about the Niners in general. Like To me, and it kind of applies it to some of the, the bad and the ugly, so I want to tease that a little bit, but to me, this is an offense-first team. This is an offensively driven football team that can flip the script. I know they forced the fumble, and that credit to the defense for Armstead, making the biggest turnover yep. of the game. Armstead falling on top of it. I believe it was Gibson that forced that fumble on the first carry. They're out of the second drive for the Lions. But this team offensively can put up points in a hurry. And that's not something that they could do in prior years. I think it has to do with Brock Purdy being at the helm. I think it has to do with Christian McCaffrey being in the backfield. Mm. And I think it has to do with the amount of playmakers they have at their disposal with Debo Samuel now being as close to 100% as possible. So if we're looking at the good, it's that I don't think they're ever out of a football game because of their offense, because they can score as they did in the third quarter, 17 points to make it an even football game. When you say that, Evan, you you got me thinking, because obviously you touched on it, the season didn't have too many you know opportunities to where we saw the Niners down except the three-game losing streak, and we know how that went. My point is, do you think that was a myth or a fluke now? Because, again, it comes down to weaponry, capability, but... I never looked at the Niners. It's just me. You know, they're like vampires. If they're down 10, they can't do it, especially when we know before kickoff, when you look at this roster, especially on the offensive side, all that weaponry, it is kind of funny that that, that, that had legs. And that record was 0-30, and I know that was pre-Purdy, pre-C-Mac, but it's just a Kyle Shanahan coach team. I thought that was more of the UPS package of that stat, right or wrong, was more of a Kyle stat. So they did – it was the best time – to kind of dispel that myth because Evan Green Bay had me. Oh, it ain't over. But this Saturday night, Sunday night, down 17, I, I thought it was over, man. I'm, I'm going to be real. I know you uh, You didn't. You and I were kind of, I need to see more. Lowe was re- pretty passionate about it. He thought it was over. But, I mean, they picked a hell of a time for it to be the good and come back, and now they're playing one of two teams left. Yeah, and, and I don't want to sit up here and act like at halftime I was the rah-rah guy saying, oh, this game, you know, they got this, or they'll come back, or I think they're going to win. Like, I was as close to saying the game was over as possible. <laughs> the only thing that prevented it was the fact that the game wasn't over. Right. Like, <laughs> we hadn't seen the clock hit zero, but I think coming out of the second, maybe it's because they got the ball, and had a chance to go and Man. score, and then you never Kyle know what took happens. Three, which is under that was a big. He took three, and on that drive, Juwan Jennings one-handed catch yeah, to keep the drive that. going. You know, so if they had come out and gone three and out, or come out and, and came away with no points, I probably would have been saying it's over because the Lions were just absolutely rolling. And that, that could be part of where you're feeling concerned, too. So 888-957-9570 is the number. Evan Giddings in for Matt Steinmetz. will be back tomorrow along with Daryl the Guru Johnson. What were your good, bad, and ugly takeaways from the NFC Championship game? Why are you feeling like you're sitting on a high? Mm. Why are you feeling like you might be a little bit apprehensive? And what makes you feel like... 
if you're if you're there, that the Niners got lucky, that they were fortunate. I tend to lean towards if you come from behind 17 points, Goo, it does take two to tango. You need a team to collapse. You also need a team to come back. And so if you're splitting that 50-50, if you feel 75-25, however you're feeling, we want to hear from you at 888-957-9570. The other thing that I thought was really good about the, the NFC Championship, of course, in addition to the comeback, was what you talked about, like looking at Kyle Shanahan and the way that he approaches those sort of in-game decisions. We'd always had a little bit of a question mark, right? Because that stat you just mentioned, hey, hadn't come That's back. A hell of a stat. Hadn't come back. Owen thirty or Owen yeah, twenty nine no when yeah. trailing by five or more so, so points Owen in Steph the fourth Curry, quarter. Yeah. Owen Steph, there yeah. you go. Give you three. So does Brock Purdy now being the quarterback make you feel like that stat doesn't apply anymore? I know they only got one. His record is still one in a lot. But did that flip the way that you look at this 49ers team as comeback kids? As Are they still front runners? Like, did that change the equation? Did that change the math at all in your mind? It, it, it does. And again, I'm not telling you and anybody listening that Brock Purdy is Peyton Manning. I'm not saying he can't get to those heights. I'm not saying he's Patrick Mahomes. But, Evan, you get something. You get a reward of, if I see the Niners down, and maybe this is just what I think of the team as a whole, and I was still shocked that Green Bay had him down. I was still shocked that they were down. I thought Detroit was going to be in trouble, and it didn't happen. But, I have to give credit where credit is due, and Brock Purdy was the quarterback that didn't turtle up, uh, that took that shot downfield to IU, that got the good fortune. Mm -hmm. And how can I come in here now, not being a homer, because I'm not a Niner fan. I'm from the Bay. I'm, I'm, I want the Niners to do good. But how can I rob the quarterback, if his name was Tom Thumb, of coming back in two games, two playoff games, where you were favored and the pressure of the world is on on your shoulders. How can I now say in two weeks, and again, Evan, they don't want to be down, but if they're down 10, Brock has done something where he's shown the world, I can quarterback this team back, keep composure. Now, obviously, you don't want to play with fire because you know what? You get burnt. But Evan, to your question, I'm not being a front runner. I'm being real. You get something for that. And I do want to say yes to answer your question that now if I see the Niners in that situation I think they until the clock strikes zero and they don't have enough points how could I be fair and real if I said nothing's changed and it's not like they're going to win all of those games no doubt but you're right I think the confidence or the level of con it's flipped a little bit oh, like man. you finally saw it you finally saw a game against Green Bay in which they were dead to rights right. And Brock Purdy went on a game-winning drive. You saw them dead the rights at the half against Detroit, giving up 250 yards in the first half. They were Good getting God. nine yards of play. They were moving the ball up and down the field on that defense, which still to its and, and changed we'll much. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah, we will get to the defense. Don't get, don't get me wrong, <laughs> but I, I, I am I'm with you. Like I, I think there's a different level of apprehension in those situations now for 49er fans. Not that it's flipped completely for everyone, because again, you've still seen, speaking of turtles, you've still seen Kyle Shanahan turtle up in specific no spots. He even did it in the Green Bay Green Bay game, but they overcame it. So I do wonder if the math has changed for people just because of the quarterback, because they've seen it now twice. To be fair, they were touchdown or more favorites in both of those games, and it took late comebacks for them to be in this position to play for a Super Bowl. But I'm also looking at the rest of the quarterbacks or the rest of the teams in the playoffs and what they didn't do that the Niners have done, which is 
Josh Allen losing at home. Lamar Jackson turtling up in the biggest game of his career. I mean, I know a lot of people don't want to say it. I love Lamar Jackson. He's going to be the most valuable player this season. He outplayed Brock Purdy on his own field, but... He'll never win one in my book, but go ahead. Sorry, Evan, I had to interject. Lamar? Yeah. Oh, I'm not willing to say that yet. I am. But he came up up nothing. Like, that was a zero in that game. And he had an opportunity to, yes, take down the GOAT and beat Mahomes. (laughs) He couldn't do it. He could not do it. And I don't know if Brock Purdy and the 49ers can do it because it's it's going to be, I think, a really close football game, and we'll spend a week and a half talking about it. But the 49ers are in this position because they did what the two quarterbacks that Damn. Patrick Mahomes had to go through could not, which is get it done. They couldn't do it. Brock Purdy did that. No doubt about it, Evan. And you got me thinking. I'm leaving the house this morning. True story. And I'm getting. I got the remote in hand. I'm about to turn off the TV. And at the bottom of the uh, screen, it says, "Random." Is Brock Purdy the best quarterback left in the NFC? He's the only quarterback hmm. left in well, the <laughs> NFC. Exactly. So, Evan, how can you're right, Nick? How can you not just give them that if you're being fair, Ev? I knocked off who was in my bracket, who was in front of me. But if I'm the last man standing in regard to QB, Ev, you got to give that to me right now. I'm the last man standing. I'm going to Vegas. I'm representing the National Football Conference. As far as quarterbacks, I just thought that was like, who would get that? Well, he's not the best. Uh, Evan is when, you know, Evan ain't playing. Either you didn't make the playoffs, you lost. Like, I think that comes with the territory is all is my greater point. I think that's fair. Like, context matters, yes. It it does matter. When we look back at these football games, it's one of the reasons why there's probably elation from 49ers fans whenever they turn this back because they know that they were not playing well in these games. Brock Purdy didn't play well in the first half against Green Bay. I think you can make a case he didn't play well in the first half against Detroit, although I thought he looked a lot better. But you're right. At the end of the day, he has not lost a playoff game in which he's finished. He's 4-0 in games in which he's started one, yeah. and finished. Yeah. So this Super Bowl could potentially be the first game in which he loses that he stood upright. And we don't know, and things are going to play out and unfold, and history will be written. But this guy does bring... I'm sorry. He just brings a level of, of balance and, and level-headedness, honestly, to that position, which we have not seen, maybe even going back to, to the Kaepernick days. I know Kaepernick was, was more dynamic. I know he had a better arm. He was a, a dual-threat beast of a quarterback. But I don't know if people had the same confidence that they do now because there's just something about this guy. It's it's really hard to describe, but at the end of the day, and, and again, I, I kind of told this story yesterday, but when I'm looking at him after the game in the locker room, just thinking about, he's just sitting there, like, working on his breathing I exercises. I saw that video, man. Had I mean, the shirt on. He's the, the, boring. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah. he's down to earth. He's a God-fearing man. Like, there's nothing uniquely special no about Gucci. him. Right. Maybe Somebody, that makes people feel better. Walk in, Spadoni. I don't know if you guys saw the video. He had a couple bags. And then the caption was, uh, responsible dad getting to the airport six hours early. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, he looked just, and that's a good thing, Evan. But you're right. There is no sizzle. Bonte hit me last night, and I want to run this by you. And you, I, I'm trying to stay on the ranch because this is a good conversation. But when you, when I go big picture, and I think of Kyle and Jimmy, I think Niner fans need to really step back and give 
Jimmy his propers. Not on his win-loss record, because if you wanted to do that, Jimmy earned it. And how many times did we hear, you know, Jimmy just wins? But Evan, my greater point is Jimmy Garoppolo has taken this Niner team to where Brock and the Niners will be in Vegas two in two weeks. That's the same Jimmy's team. done that. And I don't want to make it about Jimmy and Brock, but the errors I do because the luckiest thing to happen to the Niners with the Trey Lance debacle was the pick and the announcement that Brock Purdy out of Iowa State was going to be drafted to the 49ers. So, Evan, can this Niner team, led by Kyle, do something that the Jimmy Garoppolo era couldn't? And that's win a Super Bowl. So I know you talked about it and you said it well. We, we got a lot of time to build up and look at the game, but... I just look at this like, are you telling me this kid, Brock Purdy, is about to cash it in in year two? Where year one, he kind of got knocked out, didn't get a chance to finish and lost. But Evan, it would be incredible. So a lot's at stake in regard to symbolism if Kyle can get over the hump and the team can. Because I got nine of friends. Goo, when we go, we don't lose. Well, you lost two in a row. And you don't want it to be three, you know? So there is a lot at stake. No, it's everything, man. I mean, you set it up the top. It's the Super Bowl. Like, I've never seen a city celebrate, because I I live here in San Francisco. I've never seen a city celebrate a Western Conference Finals the way that they did winning the NFC Championship. I've never seen streets shut down when the Giants won a playoff series. He He was. was. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. He might have been one of the guys shooting out fireworks. Oh, let's hope it was fireworks. There was yeah. a, there was a lot of people that were in the sunset downtown. Everywhere around the city was going up because the Niners advanced to the. They didn't even win the Super Bowl. I can't imagine what this city is going to be like if they Boy. end up getting the big one. So we're talking about the NFC Championship game here on ninety five seven. The game. Evan getting in for Matt Steinmetz. He'll be back tomorrow off his hip surgery. That's Daryl the Guru Johnson. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero is the number. What's the good? 
what's the bad, what's the ugly from the NFC Championship game as we get you set here for next week, which is Super Bowl week. I know it seems like a long time until they get out to Las Vegas, but it's going to come quick. And for now, we're going to take a look at how that game impacts the way you feel moving forward. 888-957-9570 is the number. Let's start with Tony and Sam Mateo. What's happening, Tony? How you doing, my man? Doing well. How are you guys doing? First time caller. Hey, hey. Hey, I want to I want to talk about I know the offense is going to show up. I'm not worried about them. I am worried about the defense and what Steve Wilkes is going to do to change things up. Defense wins championships. To me right now, it kind of feels like the Warriors where, you know, they can score, uh, but if they trade points with Mahomes, it's going to be a long day. I want to hug him through the phone. Like, there was nothing he said um, that I don't feel. And like I said, we'll break it down. But, Evan, it is kind of symbolic in the sense that, and we'll throw it and get to this later, I wanted the Ravens. I, from a personal standpoint, Hmm. wanted the Niners to see if they could go – you know, tell us that Christmas was a fluke because that was the worst loss of the season for the Niners. But now what I'm nervous for in regard to Niner fans, Evan, if 14 or 13 days is not long enough for Wilkes and whoever to go in the lab and concoct, um, we'll get to the Baldy sound on the morning roast today about it's not coaching, it's the players on defense. But Evan... We're talking about a mini dynasty and all that's in the way of Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, the new Tom Brady. What? Forget Brady, just the new Pat Mahomes. It does bother me that what we've seen in the last eight quarters of football defensively, you got to think Andy Reid and, and Mahomes are sipping a Mai Tai right now like, oh, we got some for that. And guess what? We ain't going to, if we get a lead, we ain't blowing it. Well, that's the thing I saw on Sunday and really have seen the last couple of weekends from the Kansas City Chiefs is like, this isn't... The 49ers, to me, are an offensively driven football team. I know their defense has made some big plays, but they, to me, are far more bend and don't break than we've seen in previous years. This is a Kansas City Chiefs team that, conversely to me is more of a defensive-first football team. Man. They are very different than they were five years ago when the Niners met them, when Mahomes was coming up, when he's throwing for 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns on the regular. This is a football team that right now has one playoff game scoring 26, 27, and 17. They scored 17 Damn. points in a championship game. Their defense, however, has allowed 7. Yes, they allowed 24 to Buffalo on the road, but they gave up 10 points to one of the best offenses in the league with the MVP. That, to me, is something you do have to pay respect to and a very different team from the ones that they just saw in the divisional round the Niners did as well as the championship game Mm. because Green Bay's defense ain't all that. Detroit's defensive line is imposing, but their their D as a whole is not very good. They they were getting gashed um, through the year, and they have gotten gashed. gashed, So, look, this is a a whole different ball game with the Kansas City Chiefs. So it's interesting. Like we can't get into a shootout, is what the caller was saying. I would encourage a shootout. Like wow, I think you want to get into a shootout with the Kansas City Chiefs. Best defense in your offense, Evan. As weird as that sounds against Patrick Mahomes, I think you are going to have to beat him with your offense. You're going to have to prove. You're going to have to prove it. How sweet would that be? I went toe to toe with the goat. 
Yes. I mean, that's did. what's at stake, man. It is, man. It is. And we want to hear from you. 888-957-9570. That's the number. Comcast Business Text Line. We see you out there. Shout out to our YouTube chat powered by First NorCal Credit Union. That segment was brought to you by In at the Tides. Relaxing days, stunning sunsets. Winter is magical in Bodega Bay. So come experience it all at the In at the Tides. Winter midweek rates start at just $179 per night. Also including breakfast and a bottle of wine upon arrival. Yeah. Might be a lot of that next week. Mm-hmm. Book ahead at inatthetides.com. Evan Giddings in for Matt Steinmetz. Gerald the Guru Johnson. We're back after this 95.7 The Game. Yo, money! <laughs> oh, what's going on, everyone? I do love this song. Thank you, Spadome. Evan Giddings in for Matt Steinmetz. Daryl the Guru Johnson with you, as always. We're talking about the good, the bad, the ugly from the NFC Championship game. I don't know who Lil Wayne's side is on. He's, he's, well, he's Birdman, all the rappers, two chains have been at the playoff games for the Niners. Birdman was with Jalen Rose in oh, the that's suite. Right. That's I'm like, right. where are these cats coming from? They, the bandwagon. Eminem was in the house. You're doing the Kyrie Irving to the fans. <laughs> he, but then, uh, yeah, they got ran down. But I did see Eminem there. Yeah. Oh, they're hurt. They sent him back across the No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> One of the greatest movies ever, though. It truly is. It truly is. And uh, the, the 49ers movie on Sunday was was something to behold as well. But it, but it doesn't mean, okay, we're talking about some of the good that we love, the experience, the medal, the championship pedigree, the quarterback play, everything that they've proven so far throughout this two-game playoff run that they're hoping culminates with a Super Bowl in two weeks from now. But... Goof, we're looking at the things that were bad from that football okay. game. This is it. Buckle up. I mean, wh- where do you want to start? Because I think there's a lot you could go with. The inability to get off to a good start, Evan. It, it reared its head again. You slayed that beast. But I would love to ask you why the offense, because we'll get to, I'm saying if you know where I'm going, We'll get to the ugly, yeah. but the offense not coming out and being who they are early to get down 17 points by defense, Evan. That I, we could call it, my, we could call it stove. It was hot, you know. They they were feeling good, but you know it wasn't the 85 Bears. So the bad to me was the fact that we'll deal with the defense in a minute. The offense was kind of pedestrian, and it took them a little while. So I am. And, and I'm being honest, second game in a row, but we're talking about last week. Evan, I am kind of curious as to why they don't. I know Kyle's first umpteen plays are scripted. Why they don't come out like gangbusters? I wonder that too, because that's been their MO or was their MO yeah. in the regular season, right? Like they would just march right down the field. I think it was like five of the first six games of the season. <laughs> they scored drive. touchdowns on opening drives or, or they at least got points. Like they got a field goal. That is very interesting because it wasn't just the rust, right? You can't say that, well, they had three weeks right. off before the game against Detroit. No, they played the week before. No, They God. were rusty. At home, Evan. Out of the gates against the Packers. They were slow out of the gates against the Lions, too. Seven at halftime. Not great. Not great. And I don't know if it's because of Kyle Shanahan's script and he's got to throw it out now and, and kind of just read the room. I don't know if it's because they fell behind early. Remember, again, Green Bay got the ball. I know they didn't get six points, but they went down 14 plays, got a field goal. The Lions marched oh, right boy, down the Jameson field. Williams. Five plays, 42-yard run by Williams that caps off. That drive, they go get six points out of the gate. So you're a little bit on your heels to begin. I'm not sure what it is, but you're right. 
it's like the two roles that they've played all year have just been reversed of the front runners that are playing from ahead. Now they're the comeback kids. At the beginning of the year, they had no problem on opening drives. Now they find themselves having to play from behind and not being able to put together and muster those opening drives immediately. I'm not sure what it is. I'm not sure if it's Kyle Shanahan, if Brock Purdy starts out a little bit slow. I do think that something that I've seen is a try and I, I don't know if it's just a blind commitment to McCaffrey, McCaffrey, McCaffrey. Yeah. And that should be the game plan, right? You got to test that run. But at least the first two opponents in their postseason have have expected it. Like they've stacked the box and say, if you want to run that football, you can do it. Wow. And we're not going to let you. So, hey, man, Evan. You're on fire, and I'm going to just say this, because, again, without looking ahead, but why it's under the bad column, Evan, is you just said it. This is not the same Kansas City team that you saw in the Super Bowl that had Tyreek Hill and, you know, were the fastest show on turf in 2019. Chris Jones is still a beast. This Kansas City secondary, they cover, they get after you, so... I say all that to say, Evan, is it's imperative that you don't get behind because you got away with it twice in playoff games, but this is for all the marbles, and we're talking about two of the best to ever do it, and that's Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. So, again, I don't know why. I'm not going to put it all at Brock's door, Evan, because collectively, I don't know how we watch two two quarters of football, 30 minutes, just just last Sunday, and the Niners got a measly seven That's after a, a pedestrian start against what you call Green Bay. Like I don't know that that is weird. It can't happen in Vegas against this team. It just can't. He well, they got twenty seven points in the second half. That was surely Good something God. to behold from the seven oh seven Comcast business text line. The good we won. The bad we got to face Mahomes. The ugly, the truth about the defense. We don't have the most athletic or smartest guys in the secondary or in the defensive line deficiencies. Looking wow. at Chase Young from the five one zero. If they win the coin toss, do they try and change slow starts by sending the offense out first? That's interesting. Possibly. Possibly. Thank, Thank you, Kyle. Kyle. Thank you, Kyle. <laughs> Actually, I do think we're gonna we we are going to see Kyle Shanahan just defer again. Yeah, yeah, I would want to. It's who he is. Yeah. And and look, a big it's reason like why they got back into that though, game Evan. was because of the first drive of the second half. Totally. If they didn't have that, yeah. it might have been a different And against game. Green Bay, they did the same thing, but went three and out. But yes. again, they weren't down as much to Green Bay. Uh, I think it was 7-6. Yeah, 7-6 at, seven, six at the break. But this was, boy, and to Kyle's credit, he could have been desperate, desperate Daryl, and made a <laughs> bet when he shouldn't have. He took those three points, and it went a long way. 888 is the number. Evan Infrastani with Daryl the Guru Johnson. Steve's in Redwood City. Wants to talk about the things that need to change. What's going on, my man, Steve? How are you? Steven. Good. How are you guys doing? Right. Fantastic. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Hey, um, look, at I... I we all get, no, we got really lucky winning that game. I love the Niners. I've been a fan since the 80s of Montana. I'm, you know, in my 60s. But I'll tell you, uh, Shanahan's got to get more creative on his offensive scheme. And I, for the life of me, I don't know why, when the, the pocket was breaking down a hell of a lot in that game mm. and he was getting deflected past it, why, we know that Purdy's a mobile quarterback. Why doesn't Shanahan have him roll out a few times to open up the passing lanes so he can see down the field? He can roll out, he, he's a good thrower on the run. I don't know why Shanahan is mixing some of those plays in. I mean, they had him sit in the pocket every time, and when the pocket would break down, he'd scramble for his life and make something happen. Yeah. But if you have, if you move in the pocket for him, I think it would really buy him time, and his vision would be a lot better too. And he's effective doing that. Well, that's a good call, Evan. I'm gonna say this because he got me thinking. Um, 
Is it strange to you that I haven't seen McCaffrey in the flat at all when that used to be a staple? Like, you know, give it to McCaffrey in the flat. Now, maybe Green Bay and Detroit took that away, but not just Debo. That's what made this Niner offense so complex is they had more guys to do way more different things. But I'm just thinking right now off the top, I don't remember McCaffrey in the flat just getting the ball like he used to during the regular season. Well, there was a couple of times on that opening drive, and we're just looking at it, in which I think Purdy was either looking for McCaffrey or trying to get him the ball, at least kind of quickly. And he had a couple passes batted down by Aiden, by Aiden Hutchinson on that first drive. Yeah, I'm just looking at McCaffrey. First play gets stonewalled by Anzalone, and then Purdy pass knockdown, hits Ayuk for 11 yards, which was a nice route, and then he nearly gets intercepted on the go ball to Ayuk, and I think that maybe is where we see Kyle turtle up a little bit early in the game. He sees Purdy puts the ball in harm's way, and then he wants to get back to basics. He wants to see those quick passes. He wants to see runs to McCaffrey. I don't know if the deep ball down the sideline in the first drive shook Shanahan a little bit, but I think that's also why Purdy is the quarterback that I want to see for this team because he's not afraid to try and throw that ball up and put in a position for his playmakers to make a move. What I saw Purdy do in the second half, to the caller's point, is throw out the playbook a little bit. Like, Kyle wasn't calling runs. Yeah, Yeah, the improvisation, and that's really where you win the playoffs. Like, 80% of the time, there are going to be guys covered. Like, you're not going to be able to just scheme dudes open on every single play. I know the Niners have great playmakers, but there's going to be times on second, third, mainly third down, Mm. those big downs where guys are covered, refs want to swallow the whistle, you're not going to get a flag, and you're going to have to ask your quarterback to make plays. That's why the guy who he's playing on the other side in the Super Bowl, Mahomes, is so damn good because he can seemingly pull rabbits out of hats on any play. Brock Purdy has... I don't know if all the physical tools to be able to do that consistently, but he has the mentality to do it. No doubt. And what was one of the subjects we talked about uh, last week with the 39 pass attempts by Brock Purdy? And again, Evan, yeah, they were down against Green Bay, but it was it's relatively close game. So there was never a juncture um, where you had to ditch um, the game plan. But 31 pass attempts uh, this week, uh, last week against Detroit, and obviously you're down, so you got to kind of push the ball downfield. But I never once felt like the Niners abandoned what they wanted to do. But I, I bring that up because it goes back to trust, Evan. We saw 39 pass attempts against Green Bay, and Kyle follows that up with 31 mm-hmm. here for Brock Purdy. And I and I say that just to say the trust is there, but uh, I'm glad that you brought up the. Um, the sequence of plays, because, man, I just remember Niner regular season, Evan, left, right, with McCaffrey in the flat, McCaffrey in the flat, and I just I got to tip my cap to the defense. They're trying to take something away, and you mentioned the batted balls. But uh, Kansas City knows that, too, but I would like to see more of that. And they're pretty balanced between – Passing in the first and second half. Like, Purdy threw it 15 times in the first half. I think it was 8 for 15 with a pick. And then in the second half, 13 of 16 a touchdown had most of those, if not all of those, rushing yards in the second half. So I think it also just came down to, like, Purdy played better in the second half of that game. That could be part of it, too, and a reason for the slow start is Purdy just didn't have it right from the start. It's not easy to. I mean, you look at Kansas City. They've had some three and outs to start games. They um, only scored three in the second half. They only well, scored Baltimore's 17 points. Yeah, ba- we saw what Baltimore did to you. So I don't want to say that like it's a stain. Baltimore's D was 
they're legit. You even told me so that I guess I don't want to diss Kansas City or as it sounds like, Evan, I'm dissing them that they only scored three in the second half. But they're also not looking at the Baltimore defense in the Super Bowl, right? Like they're not playing them again. And the Niners defense has been a little bit suspect, especially I would say even back before the beginning of the playoffs. So you look at the amount of rushing yards that they've given up, um, EPA, you look at some of the analytics, like they haven't been great. They haven't been the team that we know in recent years. Now they've had some duds, like Mahomes came in here last year in week eight or was what was it? Oh boy. Tore up the Niners. When Christian had just got here, so he was kind of half yeah, he was slow dancing. I mean, and I would say the 49ers defense is more suspect this season than last season. They have similar players, but for whatever reason, Goo, they have not played up to their standard. Do you happen to have uh, at your disposal the ball D Yes, I do. Can we hear this? Because this was just fascinating to me, man. This was from the Morning Roast earlier today. Brian Baldinger, Odyssey NFL Insider. I think it's more personnel than Steve. Gotcha. I mean, honestly, I mean, everybody runs toss crack. Everybody right. runs outside zone. It's been a weakness of the 49ers all year. Like, I was talking to Rod Woodson. I was in Baltimore on Sunday. I was talking to Rod Woodson about, you know, communication. Because if, if my defensive end is getting cracked back by a, a tight end or wide receiver, first of all, I can't get blocked by the either one of those guys. Right. Mm. If I'm Chase, Nick, if I'm Gregory, whoever it is. Like, I can't get blocked by any of those guys. But it also helps if somebody's t- telling you there's a crack, crack, crack coming. Like, somebody's got to be yelling that out. Like it, you or you, you at least have to look at the splits of these guys and go. It's a possibility. Like they could be coming down on me. It's first and ten. This is a, a an indicator that in this form from this formation, like they could run this play. I mean, it's got to be high alert here. And it didn't look like that, especially no. in that first half. Especially wow. in that first half. And Evan, I don't know if, and I know we got Stani back tomorrow, but. I don't know where I went off the exit because I'm damn sure not going to sit here and tell you the Niners <laughs> were bad defense. Where did I overestimate it? Because Baldy said it's been something that's ailed them all year, and you kind of touched on it the other day when you said, "Goo, not front running," but you know the Niners were up in a lot of games. Like this defense is unrecognizable. Well, they, so they gave up 17 and a half points per game over the regular season. That's third best scoring defense in the NFL. I wonder. I wonder how turnover dependent they were. Like, if if I had to go in and check out those box scores, I wonder because they they did turn the ball over a lot. This is a team that has gotten pressure in spurts, but not consistently over the course of the season. Like, we wonder where the pass rush was before Chase Young got here. They had a couple of big games in terms of getting sacks. And to their credit, Nick Bosa did show up in the NFC Championship. He was whipping a couple of those tackles. Had a a couple of sacks. I felt like he was going to be able to get to Goff. I don't have as much confidence that they can get to Mahomes because Goff is more of a statue. Mahomes is probably even a better runner than Jordan Love as far as evading pressure. So he's very difficult to sack to begin with because he gets the ball out. Secondly, he can move. And But they're going to need that. They're going to need guys to get to the quarterback. So 888-957-9570 is the number. Evan Infersteini, he'll be back tomorrow off of the if the hip surgery uh, along with my man Goo. Let's go out to OKC, talk to Mo. What's up, Mo? You're on 95.7 The Game. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, fellas? Thanks for taking my call. No money. Uh, I, was, I was trying to call him yesterday to get um, Brother Low Neal's perspective from you know and, uh, from a player, but... Um, I'll just get you guys' perspective. So I played in high school. You know, besides, yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Hey, there you go. That counts for some, right? Right. Um, so college. besides the two fourth downs that uh, uh, Dan Campbell went for and failed, 
I think one of the huge mistakes he made was, do you guys remember uh, they marched down before the end of the first half? Mm-hmm. And um, he elected to go. They're like at the two-yard line, oh, I think. Man. So, And he elected to go for the field goal. And when he did that, I looked at my, my dad watching the game. I'm like, hey, I think. I think that's a good call for us. You know what I mean? Because if he goes for it, and he even if he doesn't make it, we're, we get the ball back with, what, 20 seconds, and we're backed up into our own end zone. But I, what do you guys think about that? Because I thought that was a huge mistake on Dan, Dan Campbell's part, not going for it. I'm kind of with you. I felt like at that time they should have gone yeah. and tried to get sixth there. Because, number one, that that's who they've been all season. But, number two, the Niners couldn't stop them in the first half. I... Like, I don't know what defensively switched in the second half in the locker room. If they made the proper adjustments, they obviously only held them uh, to seven points, and it came down to the last drive when they were pretty much in quarters and just playing prevent. Like, they almost gave well, them Well, a lot six of people points. lost their money on the Niner yeah. cover. Well, <laughs> the, Captain Backdoor. I don't know any of them. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah I might have been on the seven uh, as well. But in that first half, they couldn't stop anything. Everything that the Lions were running as far as dumbing it down and just basically handing the ball off to Gibbs or Montgomery, they got. So I was surprised to see them not try and go for it before the half because even if you don't get the points and you come up short, you're still looking at Evan, right. a 14-point lead and you are and you feel like you're rolling. So I, I thought that was no to capitalize. fear of the – it was your decision and your decision only in the sense that the Niners had no time, Evan, to come down and score. So it was going to be one of those, you know what, we kicked our ass, we had a hell of a half, but you were aggressive and went for it. And I'm going to tell you and Spadoni this because I figured this out, man. I, I mean this. I, I hate analytics, and the one thing I – I do understand it, but the one thing I hate about it, Evan, is it does not take into the account the heat of the moment. And in that moment – what the Detroit Lions were showing the world and the fans packed in at Levi's is, you know what, we can go for the kill shot. And the fact that that's who you had been, miss me on the analytics, the 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 eye test would have told you, you guys are rolling, they can't stop you. And Evan, they did the Niners a favor by taking that three. Yeah, they averaged like eight yards a carry or eight yards a play oh God, in the first half. Man. I know you're backed up against the end zone, and to their credit, the Niners have gotten some big goal line stops, especially in the divisional round against Green Bay. They they shored up in the red zone, but that was a Lions team that walked right down the field, even on that drive. I mean, you're just looking at the first couple plays. Montgomery for five, Montgomery for six, Montgomery for eight. Jared Goff had a big conversion on a third down and 18 on that drive to Amon Ross St. Brown to get them into the end zone. On a screen. I mean, like, they were getting everything right down to the wire, pretty much. So that 21-yard field goal, I don't know if it flipped the script, but that was a 17-play drive goo in which they spent five minutes, ran them off the clock, and I just felt like in that moment, because of how the rest of the first half had played out, I felt like that was a stop for the Niners, yeah. even though they only they gave up three points. No, but I big, felt like it was a stop. No, great point, Evan. And now, again, hindsight, because we're still talking about the game, and rightfully so, you do think if you get that one in there, now you're talking about 28-7. to seven, And you can say, oh, goo, it's only four more points. But, Evan, you got to feel like the Niners would have really, just from a mental standpoint, been on the mat. And to come out and make it 28-10, to 10, that probably would have changed that decision. Kyle would have been more inclined to go for it, but it was something, Campbell, like you're right, say what you want that ain't who you'd been all year Danny, and you should have went for it
And that's something that the Chiefs do have an understanding of, of their Man. identity, Man. who they are. They they showed that against Baltimore. I thought they showed it against Buffalo. Yes, they caught some breaks, but so did the San Francisco 49ers. And that's something else I, I maybe want to dig into on the other side. This this thing that I've been kind of wrestling with, Goo, this idea of, well, the Niners you know, could have been this, could have been that. You could also quietly say the same thing for the Kansas City Chiefs this season. So I want to break down exactly why I feel that way on the other side. But before we get to a break here, let's get Vinny in the city. Sneak him in here. What's going on, Vinny? You're on with Evan and Goo. How you doing? Good, man. Thanks a lot for having me. Like a virgin here today for the first time on your show. Madonna. Madonna. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so, um, so we've, been, we've been running a five-man front for what? The, the past five, six years, all of a sudden Wilkes comes in and we're running a four-man front. Things changed when we were in the second quarter and we started pressing and we started blitzing. That's when, it, that, that's when we were pressing um, Goff. And Goff, Goff was 50%. His, his passer rating went down 50% if pressed. So I, I'm so conf, I was so confused as to why, why we're not going back to the five-man front. And if I'm not mistaken, we were running a five, uh, almost all the time we were running a five-man front in the second half. We got to get back to what we were doing. I don't understand why we needed to change that up. It makes no sense. The, the next thing, why is it that every week we're drafting another defensive lineman? Do, do we not have, do we not need, um, offensive tackles? Do we not need safeties? I, I'm so confused why we keep spending money on the D-line without securing the other areas. We've been soft in the safety. We've been soft in the backfield for I can't even say how long. If the if the defensive front doesn't push, we got nothing. Mm-hmm. And right now. It all starts there. He's right. Exactly. There you go. It all starts in the trenches. you got a lot of money in the trenches right now as far as checks cashing. Yeah, if you look at the pie chart of their salary cap, like over 50% is devoted to that. That defensive line. Yeah, and and uh, I know we're up against it. Uh, Bonte sent me a clip of uh, Chase Young. Just call him Young because he wasn't chasing anybody. It was a run play to the other side, Evan. Four. He was just a walk in the park. Like, dude, what? Just show me, Evan. Just show me. There was no hunger to to run the the, the back down. I'm like. Uh, maybe Rivera and company knew something when they said night night. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, the Niners. I'm he wasn't Chase Young on that play. Well, it's weird because Young's a supremely talented individual, even post ACL tear in his rookie season. Like he, he's a guy that if he locks in, and he did if it a couple times. In, yeah. He can throw an offensive lineman. He can get to the quarterback. He can pursue. He's fast. He's large. He's physical. Little Wiggins going on, you think? Maybe. Maybe I think that's a good call because we I, I just saw him check out of certain plays like oh, man. or even just be in the wrong place again if you're on the edge and that's where the Lions or, or any football team really against the Niners have looked to run the football well then you got to set the edge you got to contain and I feel like he freelances a little bit too much but he's not the only one that was freelance wow he's not the only one that had that had the limelight on him goo wow there's a couple of other players that I thought were getting beat quickly off the line of scrimmage and that's a big reason why I think if we're looking at the bad and the ugly that's where my eye turns to but if you want to talk about the good that you saw in the NFC championship game 
game that makes you feel confident heading towards Super Bowl 58. We want to hear from you as well. 888-957-9570 is the number. I see on the Comcast Business text line. Get those calls in, though. 888-957-9570. By the way, you can go check out all four hours of Standing Guru on the free Odyssey app. Go listen and rewind to the Brian Baldinger interview earlier today from the Morning Rose. Plus, check us out on YouTube and Twitch, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. Evident for Steiny with Daryl the Guru Johnson. We're back after this 95.7 The Game. Stop into Safeway this week for savings on... We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.